Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast. This is episode number 263, which we are recording on Wednesday, February 9th, 2022. I'm Gail. And I'm Charlene. And we're back in the mobile recording studio, which is my <laughs> car on the UC Santa Cruz campus, which is absolutely beautiful today. It's February 9th. So it's winter, but it's about 70 degrees and yeah. beautiful and sunny outside. And we are listening to scrub jays squawking. There are some crows out there. I hear a woodpecker tapping. We've seen lots of little birds in the brush. And there will Very probably be wonderful. some hawks. Yes, there we saw some driving activity. up. Yeah. Supposedly, the turkeys are really active right now. And <laughs> yeah, no frogs, though. Sorry yes. for all of those who, uh, who really liked our frog episode, but there aren't any frogs in the forest that I'm aware of. So yeah. it's just, quote unquote, birds. But I love birds. So we wanted to start by saying a huge thank you to all of you who posted in the thread for our last episode, which is our 10-year podcast anniversary. There were so many sweet stories and reminiscences about the first time you listened to us or how long you've been listening or so many sweet stories. It was so heartwarming. It really was. That was so cool. And the fun thing about you guys telling those stories is that we learn a little bit about you every time you tell us a story like that. So we really enjoy that and really appreciate that. Yes, especially those of you who commented who are not normal commenters right. in the thread that right. was delightful to hear from hear from some new people yeah and we also wanted to say a huge thank you to all of you who gave us donations oh my gosh thank you so much that was so sweet and thoughtful it was wonderful and we really appreciate it and it's fabulous to not have to pay for our hosting fees and such out of our own pockets for the year yeah and we really Thank you. Very yeah, much. and <laughs> microphone upgrades and things like that yeah. so that our sound quality improves and it's wonderful. So thank you so much. I love our podcast. I do too. <laughs> <laughs> and what are you wearing? Okay, so I have been wearing a shawl that I knit by Hohi Locatelli named Southern Spirit. I was going to wear it today and I'm bummed that I actually forgot to bring it because I've been telling Gail that it's my new security blanket. And I have just been wearing it constantly, nonstop, since it came off the needles. This was something I cast on for the hashtag CCAL2022, hashtag Yarniac CCAL2022. <laughs> you sound so official. Hashtag. <laughs> Using mini skeins from the hashtag 2022 <laughs> Yarniac Swap Countdown. So for those of you who have not been involved in our Saturday Zooms, some of us got together and we did a very fun little mini skein swap. And from those skeins, I made the Southern Spirit Rectangular Shawl. And it is a shawl that has zigzag patterning. I think I talked about this in stocking a couple episodes ago because it was one of the patterns that I had been considering. And so this zigzag patterning that's created with increases and decreases, it creates little points at the ends of the rectangular shawl. And I 
took all my little mini skeins and I laid them out in different patterns and tried to figure out which way I liked it best and took into consideration things like, okay, which colors are going to be at the ends of the scarf and that kind of thing. And you just played. I just played and I had a lot of fun organizing and rearranging colors. That was really fun. I even posted some photos at some point on Instagram and they're in my Ravelry project page just because the yarns were all so pretty. Yes, they are. (laughs) And let's see this, like I said, this wonderful rectangular shawl is now my new security blanket. So I've been wearing it pretty much nonstop. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So how about you? What are you wearing? Well, I apologize for those construction noises if they're being picked up on the microphone. There seems to be some kind of pile driving <laughs> event happening. I am wearing my Bjorko shawl, which is a pattern by Anna Freiberg. And I knit this for the hashtag CCAL 2018 Ooh. self-indulgent knit along. I totally don't ever talk about hashtags. So I just was inspired by you. I watch RuPaul's Drag Race and he always says, hashtag RuPaul's Drag Race. That totally made me think of that. But this one is special to me because I knit it with hand spun yarn from Robbie, boxy sweater gal, our friend and moderator. And it's so soft and all the pink colors with a little tiny bit of purple. So it's like I'm wearing a combination of mostly my colors and Charlene's that was hand spun by one of our good friends. So how can you get any more self-indulgent and special than that? Very true. And the pattern itself is a on the bias shawl that has a little flower pattern in it with yarn overs and such. So can't get any better than that, I don't think. A little shawlette <laughs> with little flowers and all the things that I love. So that is the Bjorko shawl by Anna Freiberg. What have you been stalking? It's been a mighty long time since we had an episode where we talked about stalking. It's kind of exciting. But I have to say, in general, I have not been stalking a lot because I haven't been seeing a lot of new designs coming out on patterns. And it's not that I'm not seeing patterns. Don't get me wrong. There are lots of new patterns coming out. I'm just not seeing a lot of new designs. Yeah, I'm not inspired. I'm by not the inspired. New stuff. Yeah. And so I'm wondering, am I missing out? Am, have I missed something big? If there is anything big, please, you guys tell me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel I, the same way. So tell me too, please. <laughs> yeah, I, I try to watch and see new things and keep an eye on what designers we like have been doing. But I am just seeing in the new patterns that are coming out, I've been seeing a lot of remakes on basic designs. For example, a lot of classic crews, a lot of classic basics, the same ribbed hat, for example, the same classic crew sweater with the ribbed neckline and the ribbed cuffs, cuffs, that kind of thing. And then stockinette body with fitted sleeves or or yeah just kind of a lot of the same things being remade Mm -hmm. or the classic but with puffy sleeves yes so a little twist on a classic yeah but not 
a lot of new design and spring is coming, like you said. So maybe we'll see some new things coming for spring. I hope so. And I was also thinking maybe it's just part of this comfortable clothing trend Mm, that everybody is into. And maybe folks, because of the pandemic, are just gravitating towards what's known and what they know they like to wear, perhaps. Maybe it's just that with so many patterns available and all in one database, maybe it's just become really easy to find things with the same character, same characteristics. So maybe that's why I'm, I'm seeing them as the same kind of thing again and again. So I am struggling a little bit with stocking right now. I even went through and cleaned up my queue a little bit. I did too. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> because I, there were some things that had been sitting in there for a long, long time. And maybe if I haven't made them by now, there's a reason. Yeah, I I kind of did the same thing. Yeah, maybe I don't know exactly what that reason is, but perhaps it's just that it's not inspiring anymore. I don't know. So I do need to go through and add things to my queue because I kind of got out of the habit of doing that because I didn't want to end up with a 300-item queue. Like mine. <laughs> <laughs> So we are back. We had to take a brief intermission to allow a truck to drop off what looked like a recycling container. And of course, he had to stop right Right next to us. us. (laughs) But we did get a little impromptu salt and pepper concert. Yeah, he he had Push It playing on the radio. It was pretty cool. Hello, 90s. Nice. So we were talking about overloaded cues, or in my case, overloaded. I have too many. No, I shouldn't say too many. I have a lot of things in my queue. You have a a full queue. (laughs) So my queue is looking rather thin right now and scraggly because I do need to add (laughs) quite a few items to it. I, Like I said, I had deleted some in my, I don't know, I was just trying to clean things up a little bit get clarity of vision of what I really want to knit this year. And in that pursuit, I cleaned the queue, but I know that I have stocked some really wonderful things that I have liked in the past few months. So I need to go through and add those items. So that being said, I do still want to make a crescent shaped shawl with the planned pooling yarn that Gail gave me for Christmas. This is yarn that has a gray background and very peri highlights. So when you get to the very peri section, you do something different. For example, if you're knitting in stockinette, you make the little flower stitch and create fabric that has this special little colored highlights. I know people used to do it with random multicolored yarn, for example, and then When you got to a certain color, maybe if you were knitting a sock or something, you would always pearl, for example. So people have been doing things like that with colored yarn. But I am looking for a crescent-shaped shawl. So if anybody knows of a very basic crescent-shaped shawl that could easily be knit in stockinette with little pops of fancy stitches, let me know. Yes, we thought that would be an easy thing to find. I thought it would be. And I'm... At, at this point, I'm probably just going to take numbers from somebody's crescent-shaped shawl pattern and go with that. Good idea. Yeah. So the 
Aside from that, I also saw a cute free sock pattern that is available on Ravelry called Weekend Shorty Socks. And this is designed by Summer Lee and super colorful, perfect for scraps little pattern. And what I think of as very playfully mismatched heels and toes because it's all made with scraps. You just take whatever you have and she has the most charming photographs because she just has mixed and matched pairs of socks that like no two socks are exactly the same. She uses one main color, but then the toes and the heels and like the part around the ankle, they're all different colors. And I love the idea of that because you can use your scraps and of course you could match them if you are so inclined. But the fun thing is that I imagine like, for example, knitting six socks and then you can just wear any two with yeah. any, any of the others. It just, it seems like a really fun idea. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So it's made for fingering weight yarns and there are six sizes to choose from i think from toddler up to an adult xl and it's got a cuff down construction with a gusset and a heel flap and that is weekend shorty socks by summer lee and because it is almost valentine's day and i have been seeing lots of heart patterns popping up there is a free little decoration pattern called Crochet Lollipop Heart by Marina Cambour, and it is exactly what the name implies, a very tiny crochet heart, and it's displayed on little lollipop sticks that Aww. you can buy at the craft stores, and she put these little hearts all in pastel colors on the lollipop sticks, and then use them for a table decoration. And I thought it was so cute. That sounds adorable. (laughs) That would make a great table decoration for, I don't know, a party or Mm -hmm. something. And then your guests can all take little crochet heart. It was really cute. Yeah. That'd be cute for a child's party too. Yeah, exactly. 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 Little crochet lollipop doesn't give you cavities. (laughs) (laughs) So that is Crochet Lollipop Heart by Marina Cambour. What are you stocking, Gail? Well, similar to you, my stocking has been at a low point. Mm. And there's just been a lot of stuff going on in my life, too, with work and other stuff. So my time in front of the computer isn't spent as much on Ravelry, which Mm -hmm. is sad. I'm very far behind in all of our threads and Ravelry, which makes me even more sad because that's my happy place at my computer. So (sighs) sigh, you know, sometimes work has to take precedence, (laughs) but I have managed time to do some stocking and I'm happy to tell everybody that there's another year of free hats from Kelbourne Woolens. So I knit a lot of their year of hats two years ago that I'm still knitting through the 12 hats that are available. And the previous collection was for their worsted weight wool This collection is a year of bulky hats for their bulky weight wool. And for those of us who like to use up our scraps, it's easy to hold multiple strands together to get a bulky weight. So these are all free hat patterns. And the first two 
The first one is Wister. That was the January hat. And it's a really cool spiral texture that goes around the hat. Very, They're all beanies, I believe. So pretty simple, straightforward brim up knitting. And the spiral one is really cool. The second one is called Fern Hill. And it reminds me of the Copycat CC beanie because it has bands of texture. Mm-hmm. So it would be fun to knit. It would be a nice finished hat. Both of them look like they would be just the right amount of entertaining and not boring. Yeah. And give you a very nice result. And again, free patterns. Very yeah. nice. And I really enjoyed all of the year of hat free patterns that I knit before. So I'm suspecting that these will be just as awesome in terms of well-written patterns and easy to follow. So year of bulky hats by Kelborn Woolens. Another thing I'm stocking is called the Frida headband and it's by Emilie Louis and it's another free pattern. It's a very simple headband that has the little twist. It's not exactly a Mobius, but they twist and interconnect. Mm. So I'm imagining it's some kind of kitchener stitch finishing probably mm-hmm. at the very end. And it's written for DK weight yarn, but she did it with fingering and mohair silk held doubled. So if you have leftovers of those two types of yarn and or DK, it would be a simple, easy knit and also a nice gift. I was looking at these because Max wanted a headband. And I was thinking to myself that on days when it's chilly, when we take the dogs for a walk, it would be really nice to have a headband and not a hat necessarily because it's not necessarily cold enough to need a whole hat. I think of headbands as like just the right of warmth with air conditioning because you can still have the hot air, you know, coming off of your scalp because I'm a sweater. My body sweats a lot. So it might be nice to have that air exchange happening, but keep my ears warm. So headband, Frida headband by Emily Louis. And the other thing I'm stalking is the sea glass sweater by Woolen Pine. They released the sea glass tee first, which I believe is fingering weight. And recently they released the sea glass sweater, which is DK weight. And you've probably seen these already, but the idea is you use up all scraps and they look like this beautiful work of art and they have different suggestions on how you can do the colors, but it's one by one color work on every row. And the idea is you change colors every row. One of the variations is you hold one color, the whole pattern, and then change the second color, Oh, I see. which I like better and is the way I would do it. Mm -hmm. But the good news is that they also (laughs) have the sea glass hat and the sea glass hat is a free pattern. If you sign up for their newsletter, I'm hesitant to start one of these for several reasons. One, I don't know if I would enjoy knitting an entire sweater that was one by one color work especially if I was changing colors a lot, might get kind of tedious. The second reason I'm hesitating is because they recommend you use the magic knot for changing colors instead of weaving in ends because they tried different variations of how to weave in the ends or deal with the changing of yarn because they're changing colors so often. And in their experimentation, they found that the magic knot was the best way to do it. That would be a lot of ends to weave Exactly. In. Yeah. Agreed. And I have the pattern and there are a lot of tutorials that come with the pattern. Mm-hmm. So they show you 
how they did it experimentally. This is what it looks like if you weave in the ends. This is what it looked like if you did it this way. And they show you what it looks like. So you can clearly see you don't want to try to do it. (laughs) And I'm not 100% certain of the effectiveness of the magic knot. I've heard too many stories of them coming undone. And that would make me really nervous. But the way they demonstrated it in the tutorial, it sure doesn't look like they're coming undone. But then there's a secondary idea of put a little drop of fray check on each knot. But that would seem like it would be scratchy against your skin. That does. So I wouldn't want to do that either. I mean, if you tie it correctly, it's, I believe it's a fishing knot. That's what she said. And the tension is supposed to keep it, keep it knotted forever and keep it knotted. But the problems I have had in my knitting with knots is that they always pop out to the right side. I don't know the physics of that and how that works. (laughs) And I don't know. You would think that sometimes they would pop to the wrong side. Sometimes they would pop to the right side. You would think it would be 50-50. But apparently, for me, it's not. And maybe it's something about stockinette stitch, perhaps. And it pops easier onto the knit side. So I don't know if that particular garment that you're considering is knit in stockinette stitch or if it's ribbing. I don't know how it's done, but that's my frustration with knots. <laughs> well, she she did deliberately address the knots and she showed where they were popping out on the right side and you literally can't tell. And that's the thing. Maybe on a garment like that with so many color changes, Maybe you can't tell. Exactly. Yeah. And that's what she said. She said, there's so much going on yeah. that you can't see these little knots. Yeah. And she pointed to where they were and I couldn't see yeah. them. Well, then that's comforting. <laughs> yeah. So magic knot, if I learn how to do it properly, this is an interesting garment idea. I would definitely yeah. start with the hat and see because two of our friends from the Saturday Zoom, Joanne is knitting one and I want to get an update from her on how that's going mm-hmm. because she's using mini skeins from our swap in hers. Another friend of ours, Lindsay, she swatched it and said she will never knit it because it was not fun even to do the swatch. Mm. So that kind of alarmed me a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, but I have to say, after having knit a project using basically random mini skeins, random colors, Mm -hmm. because none of us got together and tried to plan to make these colors go together. This is completely random coming from, you know, a number of different knitters and everybody just picks something they like and send it. So really random. Having just knit a, a, a project using all those random colors, I just love the look of it. It, it does. Look so it would be a really fun project, I think. And I it, think it would be if I enjoyed the knitting of yeah. it, the one by one yeah. color work. My idea for the color is I want to use a background color of a burgundy or wine color and then a foreground of my pink scraps because I have Mm -hmm. a lot of fingering weight, single ply scraps in various shades of pink. Do you? I do. Surprise, (laughs) right? I know that's a real shocking thing to, to learn that I have a lot of pink scraps and I have some grays and I have some kind of natural color and I think yeah. all of those together would work really beautifully beautiful. against a burgundy background so that's mm-hmm. the vision I have in my head but the tutorials that come with the pattern also 
she shows a lot of different color variations that they tried, like cool colors together, warm colors together, hi-fi, lo-fi. And it's really interesting to see how the colors work yeah. depending on how you play with them. Yeah. And the sample she's showing in the tutorials, she's throwing in some silk mohair and it's, hmm. you can create just a work of art yeah. that's talk about individual. Nobody yeah. will ever have one like it. Yeah. I think you could even throw in that textured slubby yarn yeah. Which would really make the knots completely disappear. That's true, Because then you too. wouldn't be able to tell a knot from a slub mm -hmm. at that point. Oh, and I have some of that. I have a little bit of leftover from the simple summer sweater that I knit holding slub yarn doubled with fingering. So I could even throw in a little bit of that if yeah. I wanted. Because that has pink in it, too. It has yeah. more than pink, though, so it might not work. Slub would be interesting as the main color. Yes, it would be. That'd be really cool, as, actually. As the one color that you use throughout the mm -hmm. whole garment. Yeah. So lots of possibilities yes. with that. <laughs> if if I ever get around to knitting the hat and seeing if I enjoy it, and then actually planning and knitting the sweater. So that's a long-term maybe. But it's interesting just to look at. Yeah, I definitely. Think. So those are the things that I'm stocking. And what are you knitting? Well, in my hands, generic ribbed hat on the needles. I don't even have a specific pattern, to be honest. I hope I wrote how many stitches I cast on because I don't even, I don't have that number in my head anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but I can count it. I'll have to count it at some point because I'm going to do four point decreases on this one after I knit a few more inches. So generic ribbed hat. And then the second thing on the needles is my Ebbets cardigan, which is a pattern by Elizabeth Doherty, another cast on for the self-indulgent knit along. But I started this, let's see, January 12th is the date that I have in Ravelry for when I started it. And then I immediately started knitting on two shawls almost monogamously one of them was the shawl that I had spoke about previously and then another one is a shawl that I finished that I'll talk about next but the Ebbets is a drop shoulder cardigan it has a ribbed all-over pattern a wrap around collar that is in a uh, it's a different kind of ribbing but it is a ribbing I don't remember what that ribbing is called it's like a garter rib because it, it lays flat rather than bunching up like traditional ribbing. Corrugated ribbing, maybe? It's not corrugated, but... <laughs> and then, of course, it has Elizabeth's signature braid along the back. And my goal... We're laughing because this Tesla is moving in and out of a parking place, and it sounds like a spaceship when it backs up. Yeah. Sorry. So it's got the signature braid on the back, and my goal is to finish this before for the April retreat. Oh, you've got plenty of time then. I should, but you know how that goes. Yeah. <laughs> Distractions. Distractions, yes. And we haven't mentioned the retreat because it was one of those questionable events, kind of, but it's looking more and more like it's going to happen this year. Yay! So this is the Northern California Knitting Retreat, and we don't have open registration this year. This year we had... It, most of the spaces were filled and then we had a waiting list, but it looks like the event is going to happen in April. 
So that's my goal to finish this sweater for the retreat. And it's Ebbets by Elizabeth Doherty. What are you knitting, Gail? In my hands right now is my memory blanket that I'm knitting for Josie at her request. I am almost done with the second stripe and each stripe has 15 mitered squares and Josie and I are going to look at scraps together later today or tomorrow to pick the colors for the third stripe. So it will be portable for a little while longer, a couple more stripes I would say, and then it'll probably be too big to lug around, but it's already looking delightful. Josie is thrilled with it and I may have indulged in doing a little bit of shopping for mini skeins, so <laughs> that's always fun. I also signed up again for the subscription called Row One, which is once a month they send 10 mini skeins that are from a single dyer. So you get 10 different colorways from a single dyer, and it's really fun. I did it when I was started the last memory blanket, and I'm going to do a few months of that subscription cool. just to have you know, different colors to choose from than I have for my own scraps. Right. So that's the memory blanket. The second thing is I started my Ziggy Interrupted, which is a rectangular wrap slash scarf that's crocheted. And it's by the designer Sandra Paul. And I am using five colors. It calls for five colors. So I'm just following the pattern. (laughs) But it's really cool because you make these little tiny crochet motifs, you stitch them together into panels, and then you connect them between sections of zigzag stripes. So it's cool motif panel, zigzag stripes, cool motif panel, zigzag stripes, (laughs) and there are five of those, and it begins and ends with the panel of motifs. So very different than anything I usually work on, but I'm really enjoying it. I have four different shades of pink, And then I have Composition Book Gray. It's a Madeline Tosh gray that kind of is a purple leaning gray that just goes really well. The the four pinks are, let me see if I can remember them, Posy by Madeline Tosh, which is a very medium, pretty pink. I have Kim Dye's Yarn, Flan, Fingering Weight, and I can't remember the colorway name, but it's a naturalish base with pink speckles in it. I have yarn from a dyer who doesn't dye anymore, Jinx yarn, yarn that I knit into something that I can't remember now. And I repurposed the yarn. I ripped it out and repurposed the yarn. And that has pink and blue and burgundy speckles. So it goes really well with everything. And then the fourth is a burgundy. So all four, five of them together look really, really pretty. So enjoying that very slow going right now because I got distracted by other things but it's a fun project so far that's the Ziggy Interrupted by Sandra Paul we would like to thank our February sponsor Kim Dyes Yarn Kim Dyes Yarn is a one-woman indie dyer business selling hand-dyed yarn and fiber since 2010 Kim is a lifelong knitter a hand spinner a newer crocheter and a newbie weaver This love of so many different fiber arts influences the many high-quality yarn and fiber bases Kim selects for her shop. Kim Dye's Yarn offers a monthly exclusive colorway for order on a variety of yarn options, a monthly succession yarn club based on the television show, and a local yarn store club, which is available exclusively through participating local yarn stores. 
to keep up with Kim's dyeing and shop updates. You may follow her on Instagram or sign up for the email newsletter. The next shop update is February 11th and is all about texture with Florentine 100% silk fingering. That sounds delightful. That does. <laughs> crumble slubby fingering, cotton candy silk mohair lace, and meringue fluff surrey alpaca lace. Yarniax podcast listeners may use the code all caps Yarniax15 for 15% off their online order at kimdyesyarn.com for the month of February. Ooh, Thank you, I know Kim. what I'm going to be shopping exactly. for. <laughs> You're loving her monthly colorways this I month. I love the monthly colorways. She has a real talent for getting these speckles and colors in there, and they don't get muddy, and they're beautiful and bright. And her tonals are very, very tonal. Oh, beautiful. I was scanning her crumble, slubby fingering yesterday. Mm. And there are so many colorways that I was thinking, oh, yes, <laughs> I want that one. Oh, yes. And I want that. Oh, yes. And I want that one. Yep. <laughs> very mm. pretty yarn. Thank yes. you, Kim. Thank you very much. All right. What have you finished? Well, I had mentioned that I had put aside my ebbets because I was shawl knitting. And I, in addition to the mini skein shawl that I spoke about previously that I finished, I also knit another Imagine When shawl by Hohi Locatelli. And I say another because I knit this pattern many years ago in the Meadow yarn, which is a yarn by Fiber Company. And I knit this one again in the Meadow. I do remember talking about this yarn and I did not write down the fiber composition, but I remember thinking it's like a kitchen sink yeah. type of yarn because I think it has about five different fibers in it. Mm -hmm. I think so. Yeah. And one of the qualities when you have a yarn that has all these different fibers in it is that sometimes the different fibers take takes on the dye differently from each other. So it creates... It's not a real tonality to it, but it's just, it's a different look on these different fibers. And it's like a mix of heathered and tweed. Yeah, it's because it's cool. got some, I think it's the linen bits that are where the fiber sometimes is longer and it sticks out and sometimes it doesn't take the dye at all. So it looks like a little pale bit stuck in there and that's kind of the part that Gail means when she says kind of a cross between Heather and Tweed. Heather and Tweed, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like it could be the name of a bar. I Heather was, and Tweed. I was thinking or your friends, my friends, Heather and Tweed. I mean, Tweed yes. isn't really a common name, but still it just, when I said it. Well, Tweed, Tweed is a name. Yeah, so. exactly. So yeah, there you go. Yeah. So that's Meadow by Fiber Company. And it's a nice nice amount of yardage. I think it's 500 yards. And I remember choosing this yarn specifically for this pattern because it had enough yardage. And I wish I remembered if I had actually had enough yardage to finish the pattern on the first one that I made. I didn't note that on my project page on Ravelry. And I think I did finish the pattern, but this one somehow I ran short. So I did not quite finish the pattern. I realized that I was getting down to that little tiny yarn nugget that's going to be enough to bind off. And I started binding off and ended up with 
I don't know, 15, 16 inches left. So perfect. I, yeah. Point. I so can't remember I did if what you, I could. I can't remember if you ran out the first time either. I specifically remember shopping with you on one of our yarn field trips yeah. for that yarn. And when you bought it, because it was a skein that had enough That was yardage. larger. Yeah. yeah. I really, I vividly remember that. Yeah. So and I, I want to say you did not run out on the first one. See, I don't think I did either. I don't think you but did. what I need to do is lay the two shawls out one on top of the other and see if they're different in any way. That would be interesting yeah. to, to try. But I assume that the pattern is such that it didn't matter that you didn't finish it. It wasn't. It doesn't seem to yeah. have. I held it up and it, it's in a regularly shaped triangular shawl. It's shaped with short rows and then it has an eyelet row that divides the short row triangles. Mm -hmm. I, I know that's kind of, yeah. I remember knitting it. So yeah, I, it's, I it's really fun yeah. because you kind of go in different directions and then you do an eyelet row and then you kind of switch it up a little bit. It was really interesting. So I, I really enjoyed knitting it. I'm kind of bummed that I ran out, but Either way, I knit 500 yards and it's done. So that is Imagine When by Hohi Locatelli. And this one is going to a friend of mine who hopefully will enjoy this shawl. She will. It's very beautiful. <laughs> and what have you finished, Gail? I finished some gift hats. My neighbor, I don't remember if I told this story on the podcast or not, but my neighbor, who is a good friend of ours, was cited by my husband wearing a store-bought beanie. And Mike said, you know Paul's wearing a store-bought beanie, don't you? And I said, no, I didn't know that. We have to fix this. <laughs> and my neighbor Paul is an artist, and he paints amazing landscape paintings that are usually related to the ocean. And greens and blues feature heavily in his paintings. And I had a skein of Malabrigo Rios, and I think it was Aguas colorway. And I asked him, I said, what do you think of this color? And he said, that's exactly me. And I thought to myself, I knew it was going to be. <laughs> so I knit him a bank head, which is a free hat pattern by Susie Gourlay. And that's my fourth bank head. Great pattern for worsted weight wool. Super easy. Has a beautiful end result. And I brought it over to him when I finished. And he was thrilled. And it made his blue eyes pop. So it was the perfect color choice. Awesome. Very, very delighted with that one. And two more gift hats that I've knit. The Rialto Baby Beanie, another free pattern by Haley Waxberg. And same neighbor. They are expecting their first grandchild in March. They decided not to find out the gender of the child. So I wanted to knit a baby hat for the baby and ask them, should I go with an orangey red color or a blue green color? And since grandpa got blue green, baby got blue green. And I used Malabrigo sock in, I think, the Azules colorway. I don't have the tag, so I'm not 100% certain. It might be Celise. I'm not sure which color it is. But it's another blue green, variegated. And I held that sock yarn doubled and knit the Rialto baby beanie, which is very, very simple. You start out with about six or eight rows of stockinette, so it has a little rolled brim. Then you do some ribbing. Then you do more stockinette. And then there's a little I-cord knot at the top of the hat. So it's oh, very, cute. very cute. Very simple. The pattern has four or five sizes. So I think it was preemie, newborn, 
and then three other sizes. So I knit the second size for the newborn to be. I knit a second Rialto baby beanie for my daughter, Alex. Her cousin just had a baby and I'm going to visit them in Spokane in two days. So I am bringing the little baby hat to give to her cousin because all of her cousins are jealous of all the beautiful hand knits that Alex's children walk around in. So they get very excited when there's a hand knit coming their way for their children. So great pattern, Rialto baby beanie. I highly recommend it. And then I also finished my Frank shawl, which is a design by Hohi Locatelli. And I went into this project, which is a four color project, fingering weight yarn, very unique construction. I went into it knowing that I was being risky with my yarn choices because I had a 600 yard skein of Twisted Owl Fiber Studios. They no longer dye yarn, sadly, because this was a beautiful base of merino silk. And I knew that 600 yards might not make it, but I was going to chance it. And then my second color was a bright raspberry pink that I had two skeins of almost identical color. So I knew I, I had enough of that, didn't know about the second color. And in the project itself, Hohe does one background color with three different contrast colors. And there are three triangles that are joined together to form this unique shape. And so what I wanted to do is I wanted the two triangles on the sides to be the same and then the center back triangle to be the opposite colors. So construction wise, you knit the two side triangles first and then you knit the third triangle point down, which is connecting the two side triangles. It's really a cool, fun pattern. It's all garter stitch, very easy. There are highlight colors, stripes of the contrast color that have some eyelets and yarn overs, eyelets formed by knit two together yarn over. Mm -hmm. And it's very simple. It was very soothing. I really enjoyed knitting it. But as I was finishing my second side triangle, I ran out of the <laughs> Twisted Owl. So the Twisted Owl was a kind of yellowish base with speckles of hot pink and other colors. And I thought to myself, hmm, what am I going to do for my center triangle if I don't have the same color? And I went out and I pinged a person who actually lives in Santa Cruz who had some remaining in her stash. And I asked her if she'd be interested in selling it. And she said she she didn't know she was still kind of emotionally invested in it. And I said, oh my gosh, if you're even remotely emotional invested in emotionally invested, don't part with it. You know, yeah. I will find another way to make yeah. it work. And I had some remaining hazelnuts fingering weight in a color called bloom which is this really interesting peachy yellow and pink it's not variegated this is the color right here how would you describe that tonal it's tonal yeah with pink and kind of peach and i ended up using that as the contrast in the final triangle and it looks really really good so yeah, it does. It looks pretty, doesn't it? It yes. looks like it was meant to be. Yeah. So I ended up getting four skeins out of my stash into a project that looks <laughs> beautiful that I never would have thought of pairing together, but it worked really, really well. Yeah, I'm really happy awesome. with the end result. I think end 
amount of yarn was like 1,350 yards. So it's a massive amount of yarn. But it was really enjoyable to knit. Once I finished little projects that were kind of on the sidelines, like the hats and things, I just focused monogamously on the Frank shawl, and I enjoyed every stitch of it. It was so enjoyable to knit. I'm anxious to make that one as well. Yeah, I highly recommend it. I have yet to actually block it and try to wear it. So jury's out on how the construction works (laughs) in terms of being wearable. Yeah. But it's interesting because the whole back is like, it's almost like a Ruana. You know, those wraps? It's similar to that. I think it is. So I think it will be very wearable once I rewatch the Hohe's journal where she demonstrates how she wears it. But I have high hopes. It's yeah. It definitely will stay anchored on my back because of the way it's square right. in the back. I agree. Yeah. So I'm super happy with it. I can't wait to take some pictures so that you can all see what it looks like. <laughs> and those are the things that finished. I feel pretty, pretty happy about those finishes. Yay. Yay. So we ended up talking quite a bit because we haven't had a, a quote, regular, regular episode. <laughs> episode in a long, long time. We have a series we were about to start, but we think we're going to hold off yeah, the next episode for I that. I think we will because we want to give it our utmost attention and give it the time that exactly. it deserves. <laughs> exactly. But I did want to do a little self-indulgent knit along update. I have been woefully behind in the chatter thread because I've too. been so busy and I feel bad about that because usually I enjoy the chatter and I'm a big part of it. So mm-hmm. my apologies to everybody for not being involved, but I know that we have over 50 finished objects yeah. already in the knit along finished objects thread. Yeah. And we had spoken about hashtags earlier. Just a reminder, if you post on Instagram, or even on Ravelry or Facebook, you can use these hashtags and folks will be able to tap on it and see other projects that are in that group. So it is hashtag CCAL2022. So that is S-I-K-A-L-2022 or hashtag YarniaxCCAL2022. And we have some prizes, too, which I keep forgetting to tell everybody about. I have to put these in the thread. I keep forgetting to do that. So it happens when I get too busy. (laughs) We have another beautiful yarn bowl handcrafted in wood by our dear friend Mary's husband, John. He has been making these as prizes for us for a couple of years now. And he has so much amazing talent as a woodsmith. So anyone who wins one of these is lucky because they're beautiful. definite art piece. Yeah, absolutely. Gorgeously crafted. Mm -hmm. Charlene and I each, he made us small, like, notions size wooden boxes that are just gorgeous works Mm -hmm. of art. So there is a yarn bowl prize. Brenda Castile has generously donated five free patterns so one to five winners and a $15 gift certificate to her Etsy shop which I believe is good stuff I will put that in the Ravelry thread I'm sorry I didn't already know that and I think Charlene and I are each putting in a skein of yarn for this one as well so there will be a couple yarn prizes some pattern prizes and a beautiful 
yarn bowl. So exciting. Yeah. But the more exciting thing is that it's a self-indulgent knit along. So yes. <laughs> hopefully you're enjoying every stitch or every, what do you call it? Drafting moment. If you're spinning yes. or every pedal, I don't know exactly yeah. what Treadling. You, every treadle, pedal, whatever you say, if you're spinning. <laughs> but whatever craft you're doing, hopefully you're enjoying it immensely and taking some time for yourself. Yeah, because we even had a question. Somebody asked if their self-indulgent project could be embroidery. And I say, absolutely. Yeah. If it's self-indulgent and it's a craft, it qualifies. Yeah. So hope you're having fun. And I think that's it for today. I think that's it. So thank you for listening and happy knitting, everyone. Ha happy knitting. Bye, Bye. You can find our podcast on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a friendly and engaging Yarniacs Podcast Ravelry group. My Ravelry name is Knitter Ninja Shar. Gail's is Gaily Whaley. You can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs or on Instagram at Yarniac and at Gaily Whaley.